All right, so we are going to, we are going to, okay, so we're talking about how we know the height of a sukkah needs to be ten tefachim. Uh, we learned it out from the fact that uh, the aron was ten tefachim tall, the box of the aron was nine tefachim, the kaparis, the cover of the aron was one tefach, and the shechina rested above that, and therefore we see from there that the shechina comes to be exactly um, ten tefachim above the ground. So if you want to have that stretch of shechina in your sukkah, you have to make your sukkah at least ten tefachim tall. This is the Gemara in Daf Eman Aleph in Masech so the Gemara goes on and discusses what the Gemara says at the beginning of Daf Hay, that uh, Rabbi Yossi says that the Shekhinah has never come down within ten Tvachim of this world, and uh, Moshe Rabbeinu has never gone within ten Tvachim of the world above, uh, because we brought several Gemaras trying to prove that Moshe Rabbeinu did go above, that Karsh Baruch came down below, but every time he gave the same answer, that Karsh Baruch came within ten Tvachim, Kiviyachal, and Moshe Rabbeinu went within ten Tvachim of above, um, Kiviyachal. So now, after all is said and done, we're in the middle of Daf Hay and Aleph, and the Gemara says, Bishlama. Smack in the middle of the page, Asara Venakat Bey um, is the first three words on the line, then it says the word Bishlama. And the Gemara says, Bishlama Arun Tisha. It makes sense to say, and we really understand clearly the source, that the Arun was ninth Fachin, Dechsivas Osu Arun Atseishitim, Amasai Mechetzi Arka, Vama Mechetzi Racha, Vama Mechetzi Kamasa. That the measurements were one and a half amma by one and a half amma by one and a half amma. And amma is six tvachim. Therefore, if you have one and a half, it's nine tvachim. So we have a very clear source of the tire itself that the height of the box of the aron is nine tvachim. But what is the source that we have that the cover of the aron is a full tefach? Maybe it's more, maybe it's less. Where do you get the idea that's exactly a tefach? And obviously, it is a major nafkmina in our sugya of sukkah because if it's two tefachim, then you need to have 11 tefachim per sukkah. If it's a half a tefach, you only need to have nine and a half tefachim per sukkah. So that's the question we have on the table right now. How do you know the kapar is a full tefach? So says the Gemara, the Tani Rabbi Chanina, Kola Kelim Sha'asa Moshe. All the Kelim the Moshe Rabbeinu made in the base of Migdash, Nitna Behen, Taira, Midas Erkan, Midas Rachon, Midas Kamasan. The Torah gave its length, its width, and its height. Kaparas, the Kaparas, which is the cover of the Arab, Midas Archa, Midas Rachla Nasna. It gave its length and its width. Midas Kamas alone Nitna, but it did not give it its height. It did not give it height. So what is the height of the Kaparas then? So go ahead and just learn from the smallest kli that we know and assume that the size of the kaparas is the same size as the smallest keli that we know in the base of Saviv, That we know that the shulchan that had lechem upon him had this frame around it that went all the way around. That frame was a tefach tall. And therefore, malahalon tefach, afkan tefach, just like over there it's a tefach tall. So too over here we can assume that the tefach, that the cover of the aron is a tefach as well. Now the Gemara asks, Why are you learning just from the misgeris of that keli? Learn from the actual keli themselves, which are much taller. Much taller. Learn from the shulchan itself. Learn from the zbeach itself. Why are you learning just from the misgeris of the shulchan? So it says the Gemara, Tefasta merubah lo tefasta, tefasta mu'a tefasta. We said there's a general rule that when you have a choice of learning from two sources, one of them teaches us more, one of us teaches us less, and we don't know which one to use, then the default rule is, is that, if you grab a lot, you didn't grab anything, but if you ta- grab a little, you grab something. Which basically, for all intents and purposes, aside from the Musar lesson that's learned from this line, is that for sure, for sure, for sure, the minimal size is a tefach. Do we know it's more? Well, we have no source indicating it's more, and therefore the most we're allowed to grab is the smaller amount, and therefore if we're going to choose to learn the kaporas from something, learn it from the misgeras as a tefach, and don't learn it from other kalim that are more than a tefach.
Now ask the Gemara in a second. So you're saying they should find the smallest thing. I found something that's smaller. First wide line, right in the middle of the line. The Nalif meets tzitz. Let's learn out the kaporas from the tzitz, which is the plate that the coin gala wore on his forehead. Why? The Tanya says in the Bible, the tzitz doma kimintas shelzav. The tzitz was this metal plate, golden plate. Verachav beis suppose, and the width of this metal plate was two fingers' breadth. Umukav meozna ozna go from ear to ear. The kasa of it's written on it the following words: beis shitan, two rows. Yud hey milamala. Yud hey means means a kodesh baruch. Yud and hey above and hey above. The kodesh lamed milamata and the word kodesh lamed on the bottom. Kufdal shin and then lamed, which is really kodesh la hashem. But you have to put shem hashem on top. Therefore, it's on shem on top and the kodesh lamed on the bottom. And again, like I said before, the student understandings of this either just directly on top of each other. It says hashem and the kodesh lamed, and others say the nose actually off like this, where yes, the hashem is above the kodesh, but you have the kodesh la. And you have Hashem up here, and therefore, if you were to read it in a row, it would say Kodesh La Hashem. But bottom line, that's not the relevant point for us. It's just a little bit of a debate exactly how the words were written on top of the tzitz. So again, Beishitin Yudhei Milamala, Kodesh Milamata, Vamar Belezer, Rabbi Yossi, and Eri Isi Beromi. I saw this tzitz when I was in Rome. The cuss of Allah, Kodesh La Hashem, Beishit Achas, it actually wrote Kodesh La Hashem in one line. But what matters to us is that. Telling us, are we, just, are we supposed to take the height as the, the base at suppose? Like, what, what's the, what's the, yeah, the base at suppose, yeah, which is, which is less than a tava. Even though, even though it's the rachav, I'm saying, like, yeah, you, you, like the, we're missing the kamosa, like, we want specifically, we're missing kamosa, we have rachav. Well, el rachav here means, means height, because don't forget it goes from ear to ear. So, the word rachav actually means height. Okay. Or if you want to do the, um, the, the, it's a, it's a thin plate, it's a kimin tas, but yeah, the rachav is actually height in this particular case. You know, that's, so the point being is, is that maybe the height of the Aaron is nine tvachim plus two etzbos. So answer the Gemara, no, we're not going to learn from the tits. Why? Done in kli makli. We're going to learn out a kli from a kli. Vein done in kli mitachshit. And we're not going to learn out kalim from adornments. As Rashi says, tachshit simply means begadim. Malbush la'adam, Rashi says, what, what a tachshit is. It's a garment. So therefore, if we're going to choose a place to learn out the height of the kaparas, which is a kli, we're not going to learn out from the tzitz, which is a taksha, which is a garment. And rather, we're going to learn out from the misgeris, which is not just a garment, it's actually a kli itself. Now, ask the Gemara the following. Okay, fine. So you're so particular to learn it out from the kalim themselves. V'nelef mizer. What's the zer? So we know that on several kalim based on Mikdosh, uh, and one of them is the shulchan, um, is they had a little crown that went around the perimeter of the actual kli. V'neil v'zer, the Amar Mar, zer mashuhu. The zer is actually a mashu. It's a very small amount, a very tiny little crown, you know, decoration that goes around the side of the shulchan and other kalim. So a second, if you want to only learn out from kalim, we're not learning out from tachshidim, we're only learning out from kalim, but on the kalim themselves, there's the zer, and that was a mashu. So therefore, the size of the kapara should be a mashu. So answer the Gemara, Dunin kli mi kli, we learn out vessels from vessels, vein dunin kli mi hechsher kli. We don't learn out kalim, I'm going to translate the word hechsher kli from the decorations of kalim. Okay? Just, let's go with that translation. That seems to be what Rashi says. It is. But yet, but yet we, we, we had the, we're, up to this point, the, the only proof they have is, is a bordered... Ah, so you want to say the Miss Garris is a decoration, Yeah. Okay, the Gemara's going to ask you a question. So very good. 
So right now, at least the question on the table is, is that why are we learning out from the Misgeris, which is the border of the Shulchan? Let's learn out from the crown of the Shulchan, the Zer, and the Zer is a Mashu. So the Gemara says, no, 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 no. We learn out from Kalim, and we don't learn out from the decorations of Kalim. So says the Gemara as follows. Ihachi, Misgeris Nami, Hechshir Kliu. There you go, Stan, right there. Next words. If so, the frame, that little border that goes around the Shulchan is also a Hechshir Kliu. It's also decoration. So if you're telling me the rule is you can't learn out from decorations of the Kalim, then why is the source that we had before for the height of the Kaparis, the Misgeris, the Misgeris is also decoration. Okay? Good question. Have we got that so far? Yep. Yep. So let's remember the flow we have over here. We're just trying to figure out the height of the Kaparis, okay? We said, we, we took it for granted on Daf Dalman Bay's, the Kaparis' height is one tefak. We want to know what's the source of that. So we said, it's learned out from the Misgeris, that on the Shulchan itself, <coughs> there's a frame that goes around it. I'm trying to see if I have a picture. Rafi, maybe you have a picture book there somewhere? Here. You see that, 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 that frame that goes around it? That's the Mesgeris. Okay? So the point being is, is that we have that miscarriage that goes around the Shulchan, and the Gemara is saying that uh, we learn off the miscarriage as a tefak. The Gemara says, oh, um, why not learn off from other kalim that are much bigger? We said, no, we learn from the smaller of the two options. We never learn from the bigger two options. Oh, you want small? So what about the tzitz? Tzitz is even small. It's only two espas. No, we're not learning off from the tzitz because tzitz is a garment that we want to learn off, learn off from kalim. Ah, you want to learn off from kalim? Learn off from the zera, from the crown of the Shulchan. There's a little crown that goes around it that's only a mashu, which the Gemara says back, no, no, that's a decoration. So the Gemara finally asks, well, if so, the Misgeris is also a decoration. So why are you allowed to learn out from the Misgeris? So says the Gemara, I'll answer why you allowed to learn out from the Misgeris. Uh, let's read that again inside. Let's learn out, uh, let's go one, two, three, four, five, six lines up. First word, Venelif. Venelif Mizer. The Amar Mar Zer Mashu. The Zer is only a Mashu, and therefore maybe the Kapar should only be a Mashu, a, line, a tiny amount. And so the Gemara, Don and Klimi Klimi, Ain Don and Klimi actually. We learn out Kalim from Kalim. We do not learn out Kalim from decoration of Kalim. Ayihachi, if so, Misgeris Nami Hechshir Klihu, the frame of the Shulchan is also only a decoration. So, answer the Gemara, that's not true. The frame that you have around the Shulchan is not just decoration. Misgarto Lemata Haisa. The Misgeris was actually part of the structure of the Shulchan itself. It wasn't Stama decoration, it was a functional piece of the Shulchan. It's what actually held the four legs of the Shulchan together was this frame. And therefore, maybe it had some engraving on it of some sort, but that doesn't make a difference to us. The point being is that it's a functional part of the Kli that wasn't just added on for decoration. Which means you have the four legs, you have this frame holding the four legs together, and then there's a tabletop that goes on top of it. I'm just thinking, you know, for example, I have my, uh, my, my kitchen table is a glass top table, so it has, is, it has four metal legs with a metal frame that connects those four metal legs and a piece of glass on top of it. No one would say that that circle of metal that's supporting the glass piece is a decoration, even if it happens to be it's not decorated at all, it's a plain piece of metal. But let's say it had a beautiful decoration on it. No one's going to say it's a decoration, it's a functional piece of the table that's holding up the glass and that's holding the legs together. So it answers the Gemara, you can't tell me the Misgeris is a decoration if it's lamata, if it's below the tabletop, holding the legs together, it's a functional part of the Kli. So says the Gemara, fine, you know, you're right, that's a good point. It's functional and therefore it's not a decoration. But that's not everyone's opinion. Not everyone agrees that the Misgeris was below and it was a functional part of the Kli. Hanicha Lamanda Amar, 
It all makes sense. It's good, according to the opinion, that the misgeris was actually below and was a functional part of the kli holding the legs together and supporting the top. But according to the opinion that says the misgeris was above, which means there's a fully, fully functioning table. They added this misgeris around as a border, as a decoration. Then, Michael, what are you going to say? Again, let's just summarize what we got over here. We said we're not going to learn out the measurement of the kaporas from the zer, because the zer is only decoration. Then where it says, oh, you don't learn out from decorations, the miscaris is also decoration. The answer is no, the miscaris is not a decoration. The miscaris was part of the functional part of the kli. It was below the tabletop. It was holding the legs together. It was holding up the tabletop. The Mara says, fine, you're right, good point, and that's the reason why it's different. But that's not everyone's opinion. There are some opinions that say that the misgeris was actually above, and there was a fully functioning, supportive table already, and on top of that, you put this frame, so it's only decoration. So according to the opinion that says the misgeris was above, why are we learning out from the misgeris and not learning out from the zer? That's the question on the table. We're good with that question? Shall I repeat that? We're good, okay. Says the Gemara... So Michael Neymar, high hechsher kliu. It's also decoration. So says the Gemara. I'll, you know, let's go back and let's rewind over. Let's give a new answer. Ella donin davar shenitna b'tayramida, midavar shenitna b'tayramida. We're going to learn out something that the Torah gives a measurement from something that the Torah gives a measurement. Ve'al yochichu tzitz v'zer, and therefore we cannot bring any proofs from the tzitz or the zer. Because the Torah doesn't mention the measurements at all. And therefore, we're, we're rewinding and we're erasing everything we said. We try to explain, no, we're not learning out from the tzitz because it's a garment. We're not learning out from the zer because it's a decoration. The Gemara is going to rewind all of that and it's going to simply say, we needed to go ahead and figure out the size of the kaparis. We could either learn it out from the misgeris, we could learn it out from the tzitz, or we could learn it out from the zer. Well, the tzitz and the zer, we happen to have a messiah what their measurements are, but the Torah does not mention the measurements whatsoever. So we're not learning out from those. We're only going to learn out from something that the Torah actually gives a measurement. And the misgeris it was given a measurement. And it's an easier answer. And therefore, after all is said and done, that's a much easier answer to explain why we choose to learn out the height of the kaparas from, um, from the misgeris, and we don't learn it out from the tzitz and the zer, which do not have an explicit source telling us how, how big their measurements are. Any questions? Okay, so now here we go. So that is the first approach to explain how we know that the, um, the kaparis is a tefach tall. The Gemara, though, is going to offer additional approaches to explain how we know that the kaparis is a tefach tall. Rav Huna Amar Mihacha. Rav Huna says this is the source that we know that the kaparis was a tefach tall. Because the Pasuk says, Al pnei ha-kaparis kedma. On the face of the kaparis facing east. There is no such thing as a face as less than a tefach. So even though panim in this context is not literally referring to a human face, it's referring to a direction, so to speak, but from the fact that the Torah chooses to use the word face, well, the Gemara says, well, you want to talk about face then, the smallest size of a human face is one tefach. Let's just take that for granted right now. We'll see later, talking about a, a child's face. But the smallest size of a human face is a tefach. So from the fact that the Torah used the word pnei by kaparas, then it must be that the size of the kaparas is one tefach. So again, last line, first word. Amar mehacha. Rav Huna Amar mehacha. 
Al Pnea Kaparas, Kedma, that's a quote unquote. The Aim Panapaka, yes. Yes. Well, we have the. We're trying to figure out the width. So the width is the side. The the side wall. We're trying to figure out the width, the height of the kaparas. We're, so we're trying to figure out the width, the the height of it. That is facing east west. Oh, you're asking what, in, in the context. You just want to know what the pasuk is saying. That, that's all. You, yeah. Oh, that's a whole different question. Um, so, pasuk in context is saying. Let me get the full pasuk over here. Um, the full pasuk over here is midama par It's referring to where they do the sprinkling of the blood, and just telling which side to do the sprinkling on. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. But the point being is, it, yeah, but the point being is, it is referring to the fact that the kaparis has a face. So if so, there must be that it's a minimum size, which is a tefach. Like the last Rashi says, um, The face of an adam, of a human, is not more than one tefach. Okay, now ask the Gemara, one second over here. You want to learn out from a face, why are you dafka choosing the face of a human? The ema ke'ape debar yuchni. Maybe we should reference the face of the Bar Yuchni. Now, what's the Bar Yuchni? Just for the fun of it, let's read, let's read this Rashi together. Bar Yuchni, Oif Gadol Humeoid. It's a very, very large bird. Uba Bechoyos Amrinan, and Masechus Bechoyos and Daphne Zayn it says, Pam Achas Hetila Bar Yuchni Beitza Bimikomenu. One time there was a Bar Yuchni bird that laid an egg in our region. Vitava Shishim Krochim. And the egg drowned 60 cities, Vishivra Shin Arazim, and it broke 300 cedar trees. So, we want to talk about a large animal, so I don't know if it's a pterodactyl, I don't know what this thing is. But the point being is, is that you have a bar yuchni, that its egg was large enough to drown 60 cities and to crack 300 Arazim. So, on second of air, if you want to go ahead and say, well, it says the word pnei, um, by the kaparas, I and mean, you want to go ahead and learn out the size of the kaparas from a face, why are you choosing a human face, which is only a tefach, choose the bar yuchni's face, which is this mystical bird creature, that's, I don't know exactly how big it is, but it's certainly much larger. So what is Gamora going to answer? Gamora's going to answer a concept we had in Amon Alpha already. Tefasta merubalot tefasta, tefasta merubalot tefasta. It's a good point, but we don't know which one to learn from. Should we learn out from the face of the humans, or should we learn out from the face of the bar yuchni? And when you have a choice of learning out from one or the other, you take the smaller of the two, and therefore we're going to learn out from the face of humans and not from the face of the bar yuchni. Okay, Gamora says, we just, we, yeah. We just, two, two lines above at the bottom of the Amon Alpha, we talked about it. We, 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 well, well the, well, the problem you're going to have now is that human faces are not, don't have a measurement either. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's my caution. In other words, oh. why, why is Rafuni even starting with this? For, right from the oh, I mean, that's fine, but you have to keep in mind, not everyone, agree, not, not everyone has to agree with the Yisod that was already said. In the, the previous answer was forced to say the answer of in Dunn Davar Shiyesh Boshir from Davar Shiyesh because it had no other way to come out, to come out alive from its Malach. Right? We were forced so, into it. But if. Okay, so Rav has a whole different approach. He has no problem learning out from the no shear because he has a whole different approach. Yeah. So Gemara answers, no, we're not going to learn out from the Bar Yuchni because that's too big and if we have a choice learning from one of the two, let's learn from the small one. So Gemara says, fine, let's learn out from something small. Ve'ema, ve'ema ka'apid de'tziparta. 
the zuter tuva. Let's then they'll say the face of a bird that's much smaller. Let's, let's, let's get ourselves a, a hummingbird whose skull is, is is one inch tall, and let's learn from that. You're, if anything, Adarabah, you should not learn from a human and find something smaller, which is the face of a tziparta, which is a tzipor, which is a bird. Good, good answer, good question, right? So Amr of Akhabar Yaakov, Rav Akhabar Yaakov answers, Rav Huna Pnei Pnei Gamar. He just has Xerah Shava of the word Pnei, and therefore he's limited to something specific. Why? Ksiv Hacha El Pnei Akaparas. Ksiv Hasem, it's written there, this is a Pasuk in... In Bereshis, me'es pnei Yitzchak aviv, from the face of Yitzchak, his father. And therefore, we have face-face. But face is a human face. It's Yitzchak's face. And therefore, that's why we're not going to learn out from Bar Yuchni. We're not going to learn out from Tziporta. We're not going to learn from a regular bird. We're going to learn Dafka out from a human because we have Xer Shava of Panim Panim, Pnei Pei. And that's why we're going to learn out from Yitzchak Avinu's face. Now, the Gemara says, one second over here, and we're going to end with this, because it's 7.39 already, and we're kind of in the middle of this, but it'll be easy to pick up. Which is a wild question. Let's learn from Kiviyach Hashem's face. But we see the word Pnei Elokim. You want to learn out Xer Shava, Pnei Pnei, learn out from Pnei Elokim. My answer is Tafasta Merubalo Tafasta, Tafasta Merubalo Tafasta, which is also fascinating because Hashem doesn't really have size, but we're saying, no, no. Kiviyachal, if Hashem had a size, is bigger than, a, than Yitzhak Avinu's size. And therefore, let's learn out from Yitzhak Avinu and not learn out from Akadosh Baruch Okay, we're going to have to stop here. I think Mark's going to now say, but we have the word Kruv by, we have the word Pnei by Kruvim as well, and that's also seemingly smaller. So we'll get to that. But bottom line, what we covered today is, is that we successfully proved, at least within the first sheet that we learned it out um, from the smallest of the kalim. We, we end up explaining that we know the size of, of the kaparas from the misgeris. And now we're going, in Ravuna's opinion, that we learn out from Pnei, and we're trying to figure out which Pnei we're going to learn from, and we're going back and forth, and the Bez Hashem will pick up from there tomorrow. Um, okay, fine. I'm sorry to do this to you again. I have to, I have to stop here. I'm not able to do the uh, paleoids right now. Um, I had a child up all night, so I gave myself the liberty of davening 7.45 today. So um, let us, um, let us, uh, as I shall be up tomorrow, and Aaron Katz, great to see you from Eretz Yisrael. Thank you, Emma Robinson. Thank you. Thank you.